All right, let's do it. So we'll basically just shoot the poop. All right, shoot the poop in the poop. Welcome back to the Relatively Speaking Podcast. We are recording on Friday morning. It is July 21st. This is our 101st episode that we are recording. I'm your co-host, Jared Mintz, and joining me for episode 101 is my co-host, my partner in rhyme, my hetero soulmate, my audio baby partner, Joseph Nardone. Joe, how does it feel to have 100 podcasts in the book? I'm a lot of things, apparently. Um, it feels pretty good. It feels pretty pretty awesome. I'm sure by now we're super famous, and everybody that comes to the Relatively Speaking Podcast does so, because you and I are both super awesome, and we're probably the best sports podcasters on the planet. In fact, you could ask anybody, Jared, you know what they'd tell you? What would they tell us? <laughs> Jared Mintz and Joseph Nadal are the best sports podcasters on the planet. Interesting. I wonder... Hmm. Not going to go there. All right, so this is episode 101. Obviously, for episode 100, we had Matt Moore join us from CBS Sports. Just want to give another shout-out to Matt and thank him. We, we had a blast. But having a guest on for a 100th episode prevented us from talking about our show, doing an ode to us, which, of course, we have to do because we're very self-absorbed and we think we matter a lot, which obviously we do, as Joe just alluded to. So <laughs> we were thinking we'd use this space today to kind of talk about our first 100 episodes welcome new listeners and give them a little brief about what they've missed, which, hello, you missed a lot. You missed 100 episodes. You missed a lot of greatness. So <laughs> I, I think we're going to start today's show and really end today's show by, by talking about, you know, kind of what got us here, some of our highlights, some of our lows. And uh, we'll end our show, of course, with AMAs because we got some good ones today. Joe, how does that sound to you? It sounds fantastic. I have a question for you to start off the show then. So it's, we're going to do a little uh, masturbatory celebration. Um, what did you just say? A little what? I can't say the word correctly. Masturbatory. <laughs> so good. Masturbation. Um, oh, that's what I thought you said. I was uh, trying, but I kept stumbling over my words. I'm a little sleepy, I'm a little groggy right now. Uh, took the kids out to di- dinner at a fancy diner. So, uh, you know, I'm old, so that was a lot of things. But here's my question. Do you remember how our podcast actually started? No. What, no, I don't. I do. We were like, hey, let's start a podcast, and then let's see if people pay us for it. <laughs> Good story. That's how this all started? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think like we had like this giant master plan. I'm pretty sure we were like, hey, we should do a podcast. And then it was like, hey, let's see if FanRag Sports will pay us to do it. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we have a podcast now. Is that how it started? I feel like I feel like they wanted you to have a podcast, and you were like, Jared, this is big. I think they want me to do a podcast, and if I do it, you have to do it with me. I don't remember us scamming fan ranks. No, I'm not saying we scammed them. I'm not saying we scammed them. Maybe they did come to me about doing the podcast. What a mistake by them, huh? Like, realistically, like, I know, like, you, we talk about all the time, but, like, you're the heart of the show. I'm just kind of here for the giggles. Sure, man. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. I, I don't know who would make this awesome 2017 sounding intro music and everything else that we do if, if we didn't have you here doing it. I got to say, like, Segment music is probably your highlight of the show. I think that that's what you want your legacy to be with with this podcast. It isn't about any of your takes or anything that we've said or any interviews or guests. It's purely about the segment music for you. I think that's fair. Especially, well, in the beginning it was because it was all very new and it was creative and fun. But now, like, we haven't really made any new segment music in 
a while, and the ones that we did make that were new, we only used like the set, like conspiracy theories we did like once or twice. The Mandela Effect. Flat Earth Truthers. Are we alone in the universe? The Relatively Speaking Podcast presents Jared Vincent Joseph Nerdon. Conspiracy Theories. It's only a conspiracy until it becomes reality. And some of the other ones, like our, I think your favorite might have been bad tweets, but like we stopped doing that because we thought it was like a stupid segment. Prime MJ memes with the side of some racism. Many hot takes. Some of them. Bad tweets. That's not true. We did not stop doing bad tweets because we thought it was stupid. We stopped doing it because we felt bad that we were making fun of people. Let's be Well, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's true. We didn't like dragging people through the mud. Even though, like, that hasn't stopped us from dragging people through the mud anyway. We just haven't done it through a segment. Like, through theme music. Yeah, I miss bad tweets. I mean, I, I think it's cool that we don't have enemies and that we're not creating them, even though you name-drop somebody when we when we had the punch-in-the-face conversation with Matt Moore. I deleted day. that from the podcast. It's not in there. Yeah, we should we should try our hardest to not name-drop people unless they're like, you know, the Clay Travis, I'm going to bring my child with lice onto a plane and then get mad at the, the plane company. The plane company. The plane That's company. Not <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I... I I disagree. I read that column. We're just going to be all over the place today, listeners. Um, so enjoy the, whatever the hell this ha- happens in the next thirty minutes. Um, I kind of side with with Clay on most, like the, the, funda- the fundamental point of you don't need not the clip the kid should have been on, but like the rest of the family should have been on. Like if the mom wanted to go with the other kid, go home. They shouldn't allowed to. All right, mistake number one: you read a Clay Travis article. Mistake number two, you agreed with it. Only I mean, parts that, of it. The part that, like, the people without the light should be free to travel. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but at the same time... I, I don't know the details, again, because I don't care, because I'm not going to read about Clay Travis, but I, it wasn't an international flight. I'm pretty sure, you know, if a child has to stay behind on the flight, you, you know, you're all going to stay behind with your child. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a dad. Maybe you, te- you tell everybody else how it's done, Joe. I don't know, Jared. I don't know the rules and the laws. I've only flown like five times in my life. That's enough times. I mean, it, what? This isn't about flying, though. This is about your child. Anyway, we. I don't like need... my children. You That's know, good. And I my... would assume you wouldn't be like, "All right, wife, you take child B, <laughs> and I'll stay behind with child A." When this airline, when this plane company is telling us that we can't get on this plane, I mean, isn't that how that works? Don't well, what, if, stay what, together? If, what if somebody had work, though? Like, because, like, most people leave vacation spots, come home, and, like, work the next day. They usually don't have like, another day or two off. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know the dynamics of the, the Clay Travis family. All right, let's, play, just, let's pivot from Clay Travis. We spent far too much time on KKK Clay. Good idea to pivot on him, uh, although I still am laughing at his uh, demise or whatever we're going to call it today. But, uh, Joe, you know, you asked me the other day what some of my favorite moments on the show were, and I, I kind of couldn't remember because I was being put on the spot. And that, now that it's been a, a few days, I feel like it's it's a little bit easier. Do you have anything that, that sticks out to you over time? Any specific moments that we've done that were well, groundbreaking radio <laughs> to you? Well, it's odd. Some of the bad stuff sticks out as opposed to the good stuff. Um, I think that's just my nature. Um, when you went on your, your honeymoon and were gone for two weeks, I had filler guests. Um, they all didn't go great. <laughs> those 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 stand out. 
Um, it was weird because leading up to that, our, our listenership was growing pretty quickly, and then it like stunted after that. <laughs> um, other than that, like I, the thing that probably sticks out the most, and I already said it on last episode, was the entire Jimmy O'Warney podcast because I kind of felt like he's become our Dominique Foxworth. So, uh, <laughs> as we mirror Lebertard, which in case you missed it, we're just a big Lebertard ripoff. We're we just a spinoff. Be- we're like the poor man's. Like when they when um, big movie productions come out, like Independence Day, we're that sci-fi channel asylum produced movie that comes out right before. So instead Labor of like, yeah. yeah, instead of like uh, the Lebertard show with Stugatz, we're just whatever the ripoff name of that is. Yeah, we're, we're two gods, because we're both two gods, neither of us is Levitard. We both fancy ourselves as Levitards, but really we know we're both two gods. I feel like some... I'm more a Guillermo, but... Yeah, I mean, that that's probably a little bit more of it, and I'm probably a little bit more Roy, but um, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we love those guys, their inspiration. Joe, what do you think's the most upset you've been with me on this show? Because I, I specifically know what it was. Upset. Well, it can't be something that I was mad about for a long time. Because I, no. use, I like the most I can be mad at you is for seconds. I will probably. I don't even think it's on the show. I think it's like when you're like, "Hey, we got to record it this time because I'm not available," and then it's trying to pin down the time because you're always super vague about what time you can record. I've been super vague like once, and it was <laughs> around something that there wasn't a timetable set for. So I apologize <laughs> for that. The real answer here is. I don't know. It's probably about a year ago. We had a Carmelo. Oh, I can't interview. remember a year ago. <laughs> go ahead. Well, it? it's a good thing we're talking about something that's been a year and a half in the making, and you can't go back a year. That's why you keep bringing up Jamil Warney. But <laughs> you, yeah, it was that thing we did two weeks ago. That was the best, and that was also the worst, and that was the only thing I remember. We were talking about Mellow once, and obviously, I'm a Knicks fan. To those of you who are new to the show, uh, I'm a Knicks fan, and we're talking about Carmelo and his legacy. And I was talking about how winning might not matter to him as much as being in New York. And you just, you like ripped into me. You got (laughs) so angry. Like, we were like shooting. It wasn't like show anymore. It wasn't like joking. It was like, Joe's mad. We might not have a podcast anymore because I'm singing my heart out about Carmelo here, which I probably had already done 10 times up to that point. And you just were not having it. You were like, so what? Now. Let yeah. him do what he wants to do. Who cares? You're not his dad. You can't tell people. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even trying to say any of that. I'm just explaining why people are frustrated with Carmelo. I think that that is probably like the most angry you've been with me. Numbers one, two, three, four, and five. I think you're, now I remember this now. I think you're right because I think what I got most mad about was that you went full. The way I took it was that uh, you went full fan on me. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And, which is fine. Like you I know. didn't say we though. It wasn't like I was no, no. About, but like, like, you, you yeah, were, but we got to get a better player. But you, you were very. You were talking about it through like a like a like a Knicks fan perspective, which you are, which is fine. But I think like my my point was like you you were just making the logic like they were logical leaps to say like well if he wanted to win more he wouldn't have took all that money. And I was I think I believe my argument was like those things aren't exclusive. Like you could take all that money and still want to win. I believe that was the argument, correct? Yeah, it was something like that. I, I think the, what you're saying is that you were most upset with me about just being a fan, and that was very clearly what it was. And you were like, just be more objective about it, Jared. And I was like, no, I'm being objective. This is what it is. And you're like, no, you care because you're a Knicks fan, and that's why you're not letting him live. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Ooh. What, what, what was the most mad you've ever been with me? Was that the same thing, or was there something else? No, there was something else. I, I can't remember it clearly, and that... that 
kind of upsets me. I know it was relatively recently too, where I was like, "This is really a stance that you're taking right now." Like you're you're really saying like drowning babies is okay. Like it was something of that magnitude. I'm sure of it. Um, I'll have to look through our our previous episode to get a refresher. Well, there's probably a headline that says "Drowning Babies," episode ninety four. Probably is. I don't know. Maybe you were like, yeah, McGregor's going to beat Mayweather or something. Something ridiculous. It was just, it was ridiculousness on your behalf. I, I kind of remember what it is, but I can't think of the actual things. I remember saying something and you being like, what? That's the worst take you've ever had, ever. It wasn't, it isn't, it wasn't as bad as McGregor could beat Mayweather, but it was something no, up You there. never said that. No, but it was like something near that level. I remember, I just can't remember what it was. Something stupid. So you got mad at me for a dumb take. Yeah, I got mad. That, that was it. It was just a bad take. Um, What's a, tell, tell, tell the story about how your father said that we don't fight enough on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. That that was the worst. So my dad was listening to the podcast, and obviously, if, if you have parents, you know that they need to give you advice on every single thing you do, even if it's not within their jurisdiction to do so, even if they have no idea what they're talking about. Dad, if you're listening, I'm not necessarily saying that here, but my dad was listening to the podcast, and he was like, Jared, I got two things for you, okay? Number one, more energy. You guys need to be more energetic. You sound like you don't give a shit about the podcast. Be more energetic. And I was like, all right, we'll be more energetic. He's like, the way to be more energetic now is to fight with each other. You guys agree too much. You agree on everything, all right? You guys should just fight with each other the whole show. That's what the people want. So Joe and I had this conversation, and we're like, man, do we really have to embrace debate? Is that what's really going to happen here? So Joe made this music, and was, I think the only word in the song was debate, 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 and it, it was bad, and uh, we like tried to come up with these segments. We would rack our brains. This was like the most difficult part of our show, was coming up with a segment or a topic that we disagreed on, and I feel like we did it like four or five times, and we probably wound up agreeing on three or four of them, and it was just like, yeah, this is dumb, we're not going to do this, like, we'd rather laugh at each other's jokes, and and not get people to listen to our podcast who are looking for two more guys to yell at each other about sports. Yeah, I think that was the funniest. I do remember the, the theme song. I'll try it if I still have that, as, long with, as, long with, as well as with the pad tweet stuff. I'll drop this stuff up in the middle of the podcast when I edit it so people know what we're talking about. But uh, I remember that. I remember your dad's feedback. And I remember being like, well, he's kind of right. Like All we do is echo each other's sentiments all the time. Like It'd be like... Player X has been been great. However, this is what's wrong with it. And like one of us would make all these plays, and the other would be like, "Yep, that's right." Next topic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the most used words for me on this podcast are "uh huh," "right," <laughs> "sure," you, "yeah." You couldn't have said it any better myself. I know there's been times you'd say something, and like obviously, like before the podcast, we do our rundown, and you make like basically all the points I wanted to make. So, like, I would literally have nothing else to add, or I'd just be repeating the same thing over, and I'd just be like, yep, that's all we got on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and let, let us know if you hate that, if you think we should be arguing more, because I guess we could do more Joe versus Jared, if, if that's really what the people want. You know, we, we've developed this listenership, so I guess it's it's in your court now, listeners. They're all like, nah, we just want to hear you agree with each other. That's yeah. what we're here for. I, I think what people come for is actually the the... The iffy opens we do, like we start off and then we immediately go off the rails for 10 minutes. And I think like the sports part, like when we're at the sports part, I think people do care, but like not as much as they do about the very beginning of the show. 
That's yeah, my opinion. I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's ever like waking up, checking their podcast feed, and being like, "Oh, I wonder what serious topic Joe and Jared half-heartedly <laughs> discussed today. I wonder if they're going to talk about Jesus or ghosts. I wonder what it's going to be today." And then it's like, "Oh no, now they're talking about sports. I can't listen to this guy cry about the Knicks anymore. I'm not here for it." Well, it's weird because like, so I did the Rain and Troy podcast this week. And I stole their cold open, which they don't do anymore, like how we do that cold drop and then our theme song plays. We stole that from them. And they don't do it anymore because they have Matt Leiner doing the opening of their podcast for them saying, welcome to Radio Troy Radio. And we were talking about it, and they say they get killed. Their listenership kills them when they talk about anything but sports. And I kind of feel like we're the opposite. Like our listenership prefers when we're banana pants. I get the feedback I usually get are to the weird stuff, not to like, Hey, your your James Dolan take. Yeah, right. Yeah, I never get feedback on the weird stuff ever, like ever, unless it's like a friend will send me a text and be like, "Man, I can't believe you guys went there." And it's like, "Yeah, we go where we go. <laughs> we're we're no matter." Where do you think's the strangest wander. place we've been? Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know that it's necessarily strange that we wound up where we wound up. I think it's just kind of strange that we go there the way we go there. <laughs> Like, we'll, we'll have a, a conversation, and I'll just be like, how was your weekend? And 20 seconds later, you know, we're talking about death and what, what happens after death. And it's like, how do we get there so quickly? It just doesn't feel appropriate. And not that it's like, <laughs> these guys are inappropriate. They, they're going to get kicked off of their podcast or whatever. But just kind of like a, man, those guys are morbid. How does their mind work like that? that that's, that's what they're talking about so quickly. Like, you asked a Kevin Smith question, and now, and now they're talking about, like, you know, open heart surgery. And it's like... How do the gears grind that this is where they wound up? I I think that it's more that I don't think we've I don't think we've done anything terrible. The worst I'd say that we probably did was talk about religion because that's that's mm-hmm. just dicey. I mean, look, everybody's entitled to their beliefs, and you believe what you believe for whatever reason you believe it, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Just you and I are probably too cynical to have a conversation like that in this forum. You know what I mean? Oh no, I totally agree with you. I remember us almost at like a couple times like dancing around it. Like, it being brought up for some reason, and then, like, immediately us trying to backpedal, but not really backpedaling well. Um, yeah, I, I it's weird. Like, the when we jump from one topic to another, it's never forced. Like, the however we get to, like, death, for whatever reason, has been, like, the theme of, like, the last five episodes. I think what happens is, like, we stumble upon a topic. Like, we'll use death, because that's been the most recent one. And then, like, we kind of, like, just don't let it go and it carries over through a couple podcasts and then another another new thing happens where we end up on another topic a couple episodes later during another podcast for some reason whatever it could be it could be aliens ghosts um our stupid donald trump jokes whatever and then that becomes the running gag for five five episodes and i think we just keep going through that site like we had the we had a kevin smith era where everything was kevin smith related we've had the death cycle we've had uh, the, me doing the stupid Donald Trump huge, I did it at the beginning of this podcast joke, um, we've had like multiple air, but they always go in cycles like it's never the same one over and over but they always stay for like 4 or 5 episodes yeah, yeah, it, it is very uh, cyclical where we do have things that, that last and I mean depending on like if we have a guest or not it'll only add fuel to the fire like having Matt Moore on the other day and being able to talk about death with him like we're talking about death again today. It's probably going to be something that, that we're just not going to be able to let go the way we probably should be able to let go, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's it's continuity. We're, we're a show just like any other show, and it's 
it's fun to watch themes kind of cross over from one show to the other, even though, you know, some of these themes we're talking about aren't exactly uh, easily digestible conversations. Well, it's weird because like, I do wonder, because we don't have, like, a lot of inside jokes. Like, I don't think we do that. Like, And I think that's bad podcasting. But I do wonder, like, if somebody just parachuted in, never listening to previous episodes, and they listen to us, like, randomly refer to something if it feels too inside jokey as i'm like mentally workshopping with you right now for two inside baseball sometimes with our podcast right no that's a a fair point and uh i think we have we have inside jokes look if you were to listen for the first time and you were to hear joe say hit the music seal you bumpy face bastard you're gonna be like what the hell is this guy (laughs) talking about i mean even if you've listened for like five shows and you hear us referring to seal and talking like seal is uh, what is it? The what the refugee in the refugee in the shipping container or whatever it is. Like it's kind of I don't know all the Levitar jokes we make. I think we we do our inside thing. You're right. That it's borderline annoying, let alone not bad podcasting. I I don't know, <laughs> man. I I think we have plenty of inside jokes. Man, I didn't even think about the seal thing because the seal bet's been running for four months now, five months. It's been a long time because it was Mario before seal. Remember we Mario be the producer. It was Mario, and then we made our opening music Mario music. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mario's now the AMA... No, he's Absurd Questions. Mario music is now Absurd Questions, but it is... uh, I think you're right. If you're listening to this, hopefully you're still listening to this, um, tweet at us and let us know if you think we're sometimes too too inside jokey, because now that you mention it, like if you're listening and I'm like, hey, seal you bumpy face bastard, or we refer to like, we talk about Jamil Warney a ton, and um, most people probably don't even know who he is. Right. Which, hey, Jamil Warney uh, is a G League player, hopefully will be an NBA player this year. Played a great career at Stony Brook, where my father-in-law has season tickets. I got to see him up close and personal a bunch of times. Joe, being a college basketball writer who loves the underdog, is also a big Jamil guy. And Jamil's just an awesome dude. Like, it's not even like... We love his basketballs. We love everybody's <laughs> basketballs. The, the guy's a, a great dude, and if you go back and listen, I think we had him on probably about two months ago on the podcast, and as Joe mentions, every time we talk about highlights, it, it was one of our favorite shows. What, what were some of your other favorite shows that we've done? I, I have to say, I, I would love oh, I'd love to do another show like the Tom Cruise episode we did with Josh Everly. Man, so like I get really, like the concept shows like this is probably can, can be considered a concept show because all we're, we're not really talking about anything other than ourselves. The concept shows scare me because I feel like one FanRex Sports is like, hey, we don't talk, pay you guys to talk about Tom Cruise for forty five minutes, and then the other thing that scares me is like they could just be like disasters, and you you could prep for it all you want. I feel like when we when we force the goofiness or not. You're not even Google this. We force the concept. It, it it feels forced, and people can tell. That's my fear. That's fair. Did you feel like the Tom Cruise episode felt forced? I think it should have been a bit instead of a whole show. That's that was. I feel like it ran too long. I felt like like 15 minutes. It should have. We should. Have, it should have felt like a rapid fire questions. Like it should have just been five quick, like a real quick rundown of the Tom Cruise stuff. Boom, 15 minutes out. All right. So Joe didn't like the Tom Cruise episode. I'm just trying to be honest about it. Did you like the Tom Cruise? That's one of your favorites? Uh, I don't know that's one of my favorites, but I like that we did it. I like that we took the chance. I like that we did something different. I Look, man, I listen to all these podcasts, and usually, like, they have a purpose. You know, like, I'm listening to a fantasy football podcast, or I'm listening to Zach Lowe bring on these guests to give me insight into the NBA that I haven't gotten. 
I think the funny thing for us is kind of trying to find our space. And I think our space is mixing being funny, being a little off, and mixing that in with sports. And look, sometimes we bring, you know, real hard-hitting analysis, and sometimes we complain, and sometimes we, you know, we're kind of, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but sometimes we're a little all over the place. And I think that that's okay to be our lane, because, I mean, like, you know, we're not doing that stiff, boring this is everything you need to know about college basketball in the NBA today. You know, some episodes we feel like that's, that's where we should be. But in sports, you know, especially if you're doing a show multiple times a week, that's just not, it's not feasible to always deliver that. And there's so many other people doing that, that we kind of wanted to differentiate ourselves. And I think being able to do something like a Tom Cruise episode or, you know, getting Jamil Warney on and talking about basketball for half of it and talking about pop culture for the other half of it i think that's kind of what separates us and what what makes me enjoy doing this show well like I've, i know i've told you this multiple times off air that my favorite part of other podcasts or radio programs are when they're not talking about sports or they're just when it's naturally going elsewhere like Kip, cliff kingsbury or whatever his name is the head coach of texas a.m football was on ryan Russillo yesterday somehow they like it was a natural progression they got to talking about him having abs and him to saying he has no fun- athletic functionality left. It's all for looks. And like that was the best part of the interview. It wasn't him talking about their defense or who he's going to play quarterback. He's out to me as a listener. That stuff drove, like unless I, I'm a Texas A&M fan, all that stuff just drones me out. So that's what I, my favorite part of every podcast is. That's why I get so happy when we naturally get to a place of, of off the rails and awkwardness. Now, that's why I don't feel as comfortable when I feel like we're we, we plan for it. And I don't know if that makes sense, but like I like when the show starts, we talk, and then all of a sudden we're talking about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we're here. And then when we start going to sports subjects, I, I start to yearn to go back to that place. It's weird. Maybe it's just my preference, and I don't know what listeners prefer. But like, if you just want droning sports talk, I, I mean, I, I, it's just not who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that we can and we have done it before, but it's not it's not what we want to do. There's plenty of other people doing that. There is an NBA pod on FanRag that, you know, is already doing that on our own network. So we're not trying to be the NBA pod and take away from their shine or take away from what they do. We're just doing our own thing. And uh, as always, you know, we do AMAs. We always want feedback. So those of you out there listening, you know, we'd love to hear from you. This is your show, too. You know, we're, we're the people's champs. Yeah, like basically, like I'm The Rock and you're Marty Jannetty. Nope, other way around. I'm not even The Rock. I don't know who I am. You're definitely Marty You're the Gennetti. sock. I'm Mick Foley. You're not Mick Foley, you're the sock. I'm, I'm Socko and you're Marty Jannetty? Yeah, Socko and Marty Jannetty. Good way to end our show talking about what we do. Joe, you want to wrap up with some AMAs or do you have any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? Um, last thoughts. Well, no, just thanks like for the people that listen, even if it's not regularly. When you do listen, I really appreciate it. And I hope we keep growing and you keep coming back. And if there's things you prefer us to do differently or there's stuff you like more than others, let us know and we'll try to adjust it. And, uh, because we're here to help you get like entertain you. You know what I mean? Like it's not just like I like it for us because it's fun for us, but like we also want you to enjoy it. So let us know. Last thing I want to say, thank you for listening to our recap show today. Look, man, it feels like it's August, but it's not. It's mid July. <laughs> there is nothing to talk about. Joe and I got on the horn this morning and said we are not going to talk about OJ. We are not going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. We are not going to talk about Derrick Rose. Those are the only sports things that are happening. I mean. 
Joe, you wanted to talk about Lincoln Park a little bit, but in the the theme of us trying to be less morbid, I mean, I think we decided not to do that so much. So thanks to everybody who listens to us. Uh, we'll have some fun shows coming up. We could really use an Olympics this summer, I think. Yeah, the Olympics would do well. If the big three wasn't trashed, I would have been okay with that's trash. Um, that's why I, like, I haven't seen any of the tournament. No, I haven't watched it. And then, I mean, it's on tape delay and all that nonsense. And uh, I'm not a baseball guy. I know you watch it, but baseball talk in mid-July isn't great either. And you really alienate people unless you're talking about like the three or four place teams or players that are actual national draws. I think that's the toughest part is finding a conversation that doesn't alienate people. Like I think our listenership's largely Knicks space because we talk a lot of Knicks. We sure do, and we got some Knicks AMAs to get into. So Joe, Seal, whoever does it, somebody hit the music. Seal, you bumpy face bastard, hit the music. All right, I'm going to read the first question. Uh, this is no, actually, yeah, I'll read the first question. This was from our boy Trey Zingas, Trey from the Knicks Wall, the devoted listener, great Twitter follow, just a good dude at Trey Zingas. Next thirty for thirty, you'd like to see. Joe, you want to start with that? Yeah, can I have two answers to this? Yeah, this isn't going to be a one-answer question. Yeah, so it's the early 90s Cowboys. Yes. Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, but mostly Michael Irvin. <laughs> um, it'd be like the U, like when they did the U 30 for 30, but like the professional version. Um, I like to see that because they were, that whole team, Charles Haley, Michael Irvin. Um, Dude, just Charles, Charles Haley, Leon Lett. I yeah. mean, there were so many dudes on that team that that would be a tremendous 30 for 30. I couldn't agree more with you. That had to be like a two-part because you'd have like all the success parts, which is fun. You'd also have Michael Irvin like going to going to court in like a fur coat. You have Charles Haley apparently like walking around with his dime flopping out. James John- yep. Jimmy Johnson and uh, uh, what's the – Barry co- Switzer. Well, Johnny, but what's the name of the owner? I'm blanking on the owner's name. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones fighting, and then Jerry Jones thinking like he could just pluck anybody, and it did work for a single season after um, when they got Switzer. Uh, I think my my other thirty for thirty I really like to see is um, it's weird. So like the ones I enjoy the most usually are the ones that are like around sports more than they are about sports themselves, and that's why I think the Cowboys one would be good because yeah, you could acknowledge the winning, but it would be more about all the time for you going around it. Um, I'd kind of want one like on Tyson, but like not like the same stuff we heard over and over and over and over. I want to go back to like him, like mugging the lady going across. Like, I don't know if you ever heard the story. He mugged the lady going across the street after saying he'd help her with the groceries or whatever. I want that side of this Tyson story to remind people that kind of like dude was really the baddest man on the planet at one point, like scary bad. The only Tyson thirty for thirty that we got was the uh, the Tupac one, right? I don't the, even the, know. The Crazy Night in Vegas wasn't that the only Tyson thirty for thirty? Oh yeah, they yeah. Did they do a different one too? I, I don't remember. Did they do the Buster Douglas one? I don't remember if they did the Buster Douglas one. They, they, they've done a lot. They've, I feel like there's been like a couple incarnations of of uh, thirty for thirties where like in the beginning it was one way and now they're going into deeper style documentaries as opposed to before it kind of felt like. Um, like, lying for me, 60s, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, the... Wow, maybe there was another one that I don't remember from 2015, Chasing Tyson. I, I don't remember that it. at all. Uh, they already did the one that you want. No. Well, I'll watch it. Maybe it's really good. Maybe it is. I don't know how I don't know that. I feel like I saw all of them. Um, yeah, that, that debuted in 2015. I do not remember it at all. 
Interesting. Might have to go back and watch it. Uh, I did watch the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30. Did you watch that? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm not super familiar. Like, I didn't grow up in New York, so I, I don't really know. Like, I know who they are. And, uh, like, our guy, Dan Lebertard, makes fun of them all the time. So I do want to see it. But I heard it's like you kind of have to know who they are to, like, enjoy it. A little bit. I mean, I can't lie. I obviously am a New Yorker, so I, I'm not going to say I was, like, born and raised on them. I really did not care about them at all when I was growing up. Like, I just didn't care that they did what they did. And Frances kind of become just, like, this big gimmick over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years at minimum to me. So, like, having that knowledge of Mike Francesa and, and who he is and why he's as popular as he is in his shtick, like, it made it a little more enjoyable, or I guess I cared a little bit more about it because I had that background knowledge. But... I found it interesting, and I know a lot of people said, you know, you really need to be from the tri-state, that this is a regional thing, that this is another East Coast bias thing, and I don't think anybody's going to care about it if you're from outside of New York. But for me, as as somebody, you know, who wants to be in sports media, that was kind of how I found it most interesting, that it was really about sports radio and the beginning of sports radio and how it kind of took off and how those two guys, I don't want to say are responsible for it, but how they played such a large role in it and everything that followed them. It, it was a lot about their personalities and who they were, but it was also about the industry, and that, that was kind of what I found the most interesting. Hmm. Well, what yeah, are the 30 I, for 30s you want to see? It, it's a really interesting question. I know that they did Jordan Rides the Bus. I would really rather see something about Jordan leaving the NBA, and I know that they kind of got into it a little bit in that 30 for 30 I would love for them to devote a whole 30 for 30 about like Michael Jordan's career and not, not, not like a, a boring documentary, but kind of more of a shrewd look at him and him as a person, because we always hear about how, you know, Michael Jordan is this ultra competitive guy who talks endless crap and who has this mean streak in him. I really want it to be more about that. And I know that that's probably really difficult to do with him as an NBA owner and the ESPN NBA deal. I don't know if you'd be able to to get him to agree to, to do that kind of a look at him. I'd love something like that. I'd love something a little bit more about the WWE, WWF, and how that, that all started in Vince McMahon. And I know, again, the XFL kind of took a look at it, but I'd like it to be less about the XFL and more about Vince McMahon and even about old wrestling and regional wrestling and how Vince kind of monopolized it. Uh, th- those are a couple of the things that I'd be really interested in. <laughs> They've done so many Knicks ones that I wouldn't want them to do another Knicks one. Uh, I just, when I think of 30 for 30s, I think about interesting stories that were less about the sport and more about what was off the field, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like what you were saying. And, and I think Michael Jordan's really probably the most interesting person in terms of how great they were on the court to, you know, some of the stuff that they had going on off the court that doesn't always get widely documented. Yeah, I think the Jordan thing would be interesting like to... I mean, everybody knows he wasn't. Polit- he refused to be political. The whole shoe stuff, the gambling stuff, um, him like going out gambling the night before playoff games and stuff like that. I think that'd be good. I also think like um, stuff like I don't know if you could even do a full thirty-three. Like on the failed Vancouver franchise, like failed NBA franchises. Do you know what I mean? Like the grip when they were in Vancouver, that didn't last very long. Um, Seattle moving stuff like that. Like I. Like no a Sonic's thirty for thirty would be really good. Yeah, too. like just the inner like I would like to like outside of just because everybody like when teams leave everybody's sad and then they like all write about how great that place was. And I like I would like to know more than just like the like you know when somebody dies, nobody goes, Yeah, well he was also a jerk. Every you just remember that person and all their good stuff. I feel like we do that when and and any any kind of professional franchise leaves one city for another, we go, 
Yeah, but this city did all this other stuff. Well, tell me about all the reasons how it ended up being bad for that city. Or why that city couldn't have that TV one. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I know the Seattle stuff. I don't know the Vancouver stuff very well. Whether, why they left Vancouver. Like, I have an idea. But give me give me a story about it. If you can't just do it on Vancouver, do it on a couple teams. That's a good call. I'm a genius, Jared. You are a genius. All right, Joe. Why don't you ask me the second AMA? It's from Robert Flom at Richie Homie Flom. Um, favorite... Rich Homie Flom. Rich Homie Flom. Oh, Rich. I'm sorry. Why did, what did they call him, Robert? Okay. Uh, Rich. Richie. Richie Homie Flommy. <laughs> uh, favorite Knicks role player of the Mellow Era? Yeah, that's a really tough <laughs> one because the Knicks have had like 5,000 players on the team since they got Mellow back in 2011. Every year this roster has like 10 or 12 new players on it, which is just ridiculous. I'm tempted to go back to the tank year, the 2014-15 year, and use somebody like uh, Alexi Shved or uh, Cole Aldrich or somebody like that. It, it's really tough. I mean, I don't know how the answer is in Jeremy Lin here. Lin Sanity was probably the highlight of Nick's dumb for the last, I don't know, 30 years since Patrick Ewing. It's probably having Jeremy Lin, even though they won 54 games the next year without him. Uh, so Jeremy Lin's definitely up there. I loved Landry Fields when he was a rookie and second-year player. Hard not to put him in this conversation, even though he literally fell off the face of the planet after that. Uh, Amon Shumpert loved, loved having a young guy who there was a lot of hype around. The Knicks don't usually have that. Uh, but I think my real answer here is going to have to be Pablo Prigioni. I was a big Pablo fan. If you're a Knicks fan, you, you obviously love Pablo. Guy played really hard on defense, was, was a, a fun guy to root for. I'm probably going to go with Pablo Prigioni. Although, shout out to Rasheed Wallace also. The year the Knicks had Sheed, that, that 2012-13 season when they had Sheed and Jason Kidd and Marcus Camby, Kurt Thomas too, they had all these grizzled old veterans who you knew were all going to, you know, one of their legs were going to fall off. You knew it was going to happen to one of them and it ended up happening to all of them. I loved all those guys. Uh, so, so shout out to all of them. Joe, I know you're an outsider, but who was your favorite role player during the Mellow Era? Uh, Lynn's up there. Um... I mean, it's still technically the mellow era, so like Kristaps, I guess, is up there. He's not a role player, though. I mean, right, like, but like when, like when you can't the reason you like Lynn it was because when he exploded, Mellow wasn't even playing. Do you know what I mean? So he wasn't a role player at the time. I don't know. Like, That's fair. So it's fair to take Lynn off of this too. I'm thinking like you can't really say Tyson Chandler. You can't really say Amari Stoudemire. Oh, so you you're, you just mean like a like literally a rotational guy. I guess. I mean, it's not my AMA question. I, 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 yeah, look, if it's any if it's any player next to Melo, sure, it's Chris Stapps. That's my answer. But if it's you know just role guys or guys who aren't as big as Melo, you know, guys who are more expendable, I, I I guess maybe Jeremy Lin doesn't fit that, even though he was very expendable for them. I was thinking this is more about like rotation guys. Uh. You could say Ronnie Brewer. That's a fine. Well, answer. like 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 Ricky Lito. Remember him. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be a stud when he was coming out of high school. Um, uh, James White. They had James White on the team. He sucked. Mm, are you stretching or are you thinking? I'm thinking because, like, the names that I'm, I'm thinking of are players I don't even like. Like, I don't like Jose Calderon or uh, J.R. Smith. Apollo. Yeah. Right, I believe they had Quincy AC for like a second too, even though I liked him a lot in college. So Steve Novak, Steve Novak. Oh, you know what? Steve Steve Novak. I remember. Yeah, Steve Novak. Remember, he became a big deal for like a couple seasons. Yeah, he shot like forty-seven percent three with the Knicks. 
Yeah, it's my answer is probably without like I'd have to look back at all the rosters to remember because I'm not going to remember everybody, but it's probably Steve Novak because all the other names I remember are guys I don't actually like. Not that I don't like, but I just don't like them on the mix, you know. Sure. Like Makes I don't want to just flat out bash like when I say like oh I don't like J.R. Smith yeah I like J.R. Smith and his role in the cast and I also liked him for a stretch on the Knicks but he was never really my favorite guy on the Knicks yeah yeah I hear you alright Joe I think that's a great way to end our show we made another audio baby 101 Ooh. of them to be exact yeah that's a lot of baby making Jared yuck thank you guys so much for listening and for bearing with us again we really are open to your feedback we we love having you know fan interaction fan <laughs> like you're fans of us but we, we, we love hearing from you guys so never never has put that on the poll are you a fan of us <laughs> i'm not putting that on the poll our our polls don't usually get gaudy results and i wouldn't want to get bad results on that one but if you do want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter where you can reach me at Hoops. Catch my basketball writing at the FanRag Sports Network. Joseph, tell the people where they could find you. On Twitter at Joseph Nardone, N-A-R-D-O-N-E, and also at FanRagSports.com. All around me are familiar websites. Worn out clickbait. Worn out hotcakes. Bright and early for the daily link dumps. No one's clicking. No one's clicking. Their pupils are filling up their pockets. But not for writers. Not for writers. Hide my head, I want to do a slideshow. No tomorrow. No tomorrow And I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad The internet in which I'm worthless Is the best I've ever had I find it hard to tell you I find it too hot to take When people blog in circles It's a very, very Mad world Mad world.